Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Optical View Podcast, episode 16. I am super happy about this week's episode. I have on a very highly lucrative guest. Her name is Arlene. She is a TV host, a singer-songwriter, an executive producer in part of the executive production, and that is called LMG, Let's Make Good Productions. All right, um, I'm super happy for this. She has just a load of fun and uh, crazy stories. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Optical View Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to bring on Arlene. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Dylan? I'm great. I'm great. Now, you can take as much time or as little time on this as you want, but please explain who you are and what do you do. Sure. I'm a singer-songwriter from Mississauga. I have been promoting my original music for over 10 years now, and I also run a company called Let's Make Good Productions with my good friend Kat Leonard, and our goal for this this company, artist slash event promotion company, is to spread empowerment through art, and I've been doing that since I started um, in 2010, just, you know, sharing my, my original music about my feelings. And um, it's, it's allowed me to network with a lot of artists, not only in music, but in all types of mediums, and just to show off my friends and people that I really enjoy. It was a way for me to watch my friends perform because I gigged so much in the beginning. And also give people a platform to share original work because I think uh, I think it's important for us to, as artists, to uh, you know elevate each other and kind of be cheerleaders for each other. And um, because you know we're creative, so might as well create opportunities too. <laughs> That's me. Yes, I love that. So, what when did you begin? I guess your musical adventure. For the original music, Dylan, I start. I, I kind of dove into it around 2010. Prior to that, I had actually written some music. Um, something that I don't really talk about. Uh, catalyst was when my grandmother passed away in 2008, and like I was writing in high school, and um, and when she had passed, I wrote her a song, which catapulted me to get my own audio interface and get Cubase and record it because there's no way I was going to perform it at her viewing or um, ceremony or anything and then from that I just started to write lots of songs they they came they came up they came pouring out pretty much Um, and then but like prior to that I went to school for musical theater at Randolph Academy in Toronto Um, acting is still a part of me here and there and I've gotten back into it actually just recently I got a chance to perform in a in a production of Rent in Huntsville with my good friend Mallory and that was fun so for the songwriting um really I dove in around 2010. Wow and when you first started what was your what was your goal or what was the you know the best idea that that could come from it well prior to it i was auditioning uh film tv uh theater as all these different avenues and 
and I was kind of, um, I didn't know how to handle the audition process in the sense of like, well, I'm going to all these auditions um, and, uh, you know, the rate for any actor, the, the, the ratio might be like one to 10 auditions maybe. And so a friend of mine that I went to school with, um, Heather Schiller, she actually put on a show in Toronto. She just booked a venue. She got some, she asked me to perform as well. And she got other artists and she charged a cover at the door. And then, and it was my first kind of um, taste of like just a, an event in Toronto that wasn't a theater event. So when she had done that and she just got some people to perform and she was raising money, I thought like, oh, that's fun. I can do that. So then I booked the same venue. I put on a show, sold out. Um, I had a couple other artists with me performing. And then I thought, wow, okay, this is cool. I'm creating, like I created my, like this mini show. I'm like, maybe I could do it again. So I kept doing it and it just, it allowed me to create an event where I could perform. Uh, I could ask my friends, the people that I wanted to show off to perform also. And then it just kind of organically created Let's Make Good Productions where I would put on shows. And ultimately I created a show called Wonder Women where we celebrated female artists. And then then we added, cause I, I love everybody. So we added Supermen, which was just, um, you know, artists that uh male artists that sang and then we incorporated other things so like spoken word and visual art and then it became this huge thing called Wonderfest which is what um Kat created the the title of that where we just celebrated all kinds of art and uh we were we were fortunate to do some events at the Celebration Square in Mississauga um we brought the show over to Halifax I brought it to Ed Edmonton and then we brought Wonder Woman to LA with a good friend of ours April Snow and it was just like just celebrating original art and it was like I was my goal was to it, my goal is to inspire people that um and I say this at the shows my goal is to inspire people that have a guitar in the corner of the room that they haven't touched in a while or like um inspire them to have a fancy dinner for their family and like make it you know, artistic or like, um, and I joke about like adding color to spreadsheets, just like, <laughs> just <laughs> having, having some artistic um, uh, addition to their lives. Um, that's, that's the hope and the goal. Wow. That's so beautiful. Now, is this, is this primarily for younger and, and uh, I guess newer artists or is this broad, you know, broad and goes across everybody? the the hope was the hope is for um you know giving people a platform so like all all walks of life so emerging artists established artists like we we were fortunate to have artists that you see in the junos now so like Havaya mighty was um she performed at one of our events at 3030 we had sasha who's dominating the country music charts and um she performed at one of our wonder woman events and um, Tanya Joy, she, her her producer just got nominated for Juno. Um, uh, we have um, JP Sachs, who is now like he's opening up for Alicia Keys. He performed in our Superman. Like it, 
it's incredible to see these artists just flourish that and then we saw them in these awesome venues in Toronto and like the goal is to to showcase the emerging artists because and there's a lot of venues in the GTA that you know there it's restricted to 19 plus so like sometimes I want to create events where it's a family-friendly setting where um because because for me I I see myself in a lot of people and like when these young women young men are writing uh it's like I just want to nourish them like I don't have kids I but I feel like they're all my music kids or something, you know, like I just yeah. want them to, to like, just want everyone to shine. Cause I think, like I mentioned before, like we'll all elevate each other if we just, you know, support each other, uh, whether it's, you know, sharing each other's music or going to each other's events. Like it's, it's such a great, great world, the music scene. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, if if somebody is listening to this and they want to get involved or in one of these shows, uh, how would they go about that? We're on Instagram. Um, we we've t- taken a little bit of a break um, due to the pandemic, um, like m- many other places. Um, we haven't gotten. We we did one show last year, um, like a live show last year, but. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, follow us at LMG. So let's make good LMG Productions on Instagram. Um, you can also reach out to me, Arlene Official Music. Uh, I love to meet people. Just tell them that you you heard you heard this podcast, um, and would love to connect. Um, and if we can't make it happen, definitely, I love to connect people with other people and just create a big network. Um, um, actually Dylan throughout the pandemic when it started we did live stream world stream actually series where I had friends from across the world and like we I made sure that the time zones kind of work for everybody a friend of mine in the Philippines performed like at 7 a.m her time Um, yeah and then like some friends from uh, New Zealand and Australia and like Mexico and it and it was people that some people I didn't even meet yet so like we we hope to uh we just hope to you know we'll see what the 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 year brings up for us in terms of events for that. Wow, that's wonderful. I'll put those links in the description um below as well if you when huh. you know everyone listens to this. Now, let's touch on some of your individual accomplishments. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay talking about that? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'd rather someone else talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but, well, go I, ahead. Let's try and restrict this to only five, because I know there's plenty here. What what okay. five accomplishments um, would you say you're most proud of? Um, <clears throat> oh, that's... I think... I think that this music journey in general... Uh, for those that have known me since I was younger, I'm I'm an I'm an introvert by nature, um, very shy, still am, um, but but then I put my hosting hat on or like uh, event planning hat on or um, you know musician hat on, and a lot of people that know me now don't believe that. Um, so and that's a big accomplishment for me because it's something I've always wanted to do, even when I was little. Um, I just now I have the 
the platform to do it. Um, other accomplishments in terms of music, um, I think the I had an opportunity to play with my band for uh, Juno Fest, um, and that was I think 2018, where London had a really cool music music program or a music um, partnership program with Mississauga. So we got to play uh, an event in Mississauga for the Juno Fest, as well as we got to play at in London when that's when the Junos were in London as well. Um, I've uh, been been grateful and humbled and honored with a few awards uh, for my music and for the things that I've done for the community. <laughs> I'm trying to think of two other things. Um, do you care to touch on those um, those awards? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> um, um, I got a Hazel McCallion Volunteer of the Year Award for the work that I do for Let's Make Good Productions from the Mississauga Arts Council. Big shout out to them. They are such a great support for artists. I got, um, sorry, this like I said, it's, I'd rather someone else talk about this. But Mississauga Music awarded me for Best Pop Artist. Um, I got uh, Established Solo Artist, a Marty Award, which is also the Mississauga Arts Council. Wow. And then the latest one is the um, Urban Heroes Award, which a good friend of mine, um, he, he had nominated me and uh, got a ton of people to vote for it because it was a, a cool voting thing, but it was just to celebrate um, the good that art can do in the community. So that was uh, Rob Aguilar who, who had done that. Um, yeah. I, oh, another, oh, actually, this is kind of nerdy, but I managed to, to learn and play the Turkish March, um, which is, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. Is it a, a Mozart piece that I've been wanting to play? <laughs> on the on the piano? On the piano, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's a big accomplishment to me because <laughs> I used to hate the piano growing up, and now I love it. Wow. So mm -hmm. a couple things stand out right away. Do you still do your your TV hosting? Yeah, so we're right now because of the pandemic. We we haven't done the third season yet, but there's talks of it. And the latest show that I hosted is called Striving Artist. Is an idea that I had where, again, I just love to show off my friends and my my peers. And there's a lot of artists that make a living off of their art, and so I wanted to showcase that because Dylan, the term "starving artist" is one of my least favorite things to hear. Um, so I wanted to share with people and inspire people by their stories that, yeah, there's, there's a chance to make money in the arts. Like, um, and so we had two seasons of it where, so I, I, it's probably like about 20, 24 artists that I interviewed from producers to session musicians, to tattoo artists, to makeup artists. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's like 
amazing and or like um, filmmakers kind of thing. So that's what I did. And then prior to that, there was a number of shows that I got um, that I've been grateful to host. And it, again, it's funny because like I, when I do these hosting things, Dylan, I'm like, what are you doing, Arlene? You're like, <laughs> you just want to go back into your little cave and be <laughs> introverted. But but then I have fun. And I talk about other people, which is one of my favorite things to do and to learn about others, like, and all that. Wow, I love that. So, back, so back to this TV show, I'm pretty ignorant on it here. So, you, you pick 20 to 24 artists, and, and what happens? Do they get voted off, or, or how do they continue on the journey? Oh, so the the TV show that I host, it's it's my own. So, like, um. I, I work with a network called Filipino TV and Gilbert Wong is a, my director and produce and helps me produce it. And um, it's not so much like um, a contest or anything. It's basically um, an interview show. So one episode I'll, I, I'll interview, actually I interviewed my barber um, because he, he created his own business where he, can mentor other other um, barbers that you know they want to go into the field along with his own shop, and so I wanted to highlight that. So we we actually went to his his um his shop. We inter- I interviewed him there, and it's just to kind of get into the meat and potatoes of like what he did to get to where he is. Um, so it's it's more of like um documentary style, I guess kind of tv show wow okay and you said that was mm-hmm. on the the filipino network yeah filipino tv Phil- okay and mm-hmm. uh, where would people be able to find that like is that well, rogers bell youtube um it's all over um i have the separate episodes on my youtube channel um which i i'll send you the link for that if people want to take a look at that as well i know i definitely do um okay sorry go on oh no no no, it's okay i was gonna say so going back to this the singing and songwriting i'm trying to jump on jump on all over the place here um how does that tie in i guess to any of the 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 hosting jobs that you're doing uh it it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) i think um i think uh what had happened is that i I, when I put on my shows, I needed someone to, you know, present people or like, I just wanted it to have a continuous kind of thing. And then I was like, well, no one's, no one's going to do it. Fine. I'll do it. (laughs) And so that started like me being on stage and hosting events. And then I think people saw that. Um, I got asked to do a show on, on Rogers in Mississauga. And then from that, it just kept on going. And then people would ask, like, well, can you MC this? Can you host this? And I'll say yes. And then, as I mentioned, like, right before, I'm like, ah, what am I doing to myself? This is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, I've, I've been told I'm easy to work with, and which is, which is cool. I, I mean, I, I hope that uh, I'm enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So let me ask you this. Do you ever get nervous? Oh, 100%, Dylan. 100%. <laughs> like, 
for even for stuff like this, like, you know, um, I was really honored that you'd asked me and um, to come on board because uh, I took a, took a look at your roster. I was like, oh, cool. I, I, I'm, uh, you know, considered as awesome as the, the other people that you've interviewed. Um, there was a time, Dylan, when I would play piano. Now I stand when I play, but I would I, I used to sit and, you know, I, I dress all like nice and wear heels but man there's times where my leg so for those that don't play piano um there's a there's a pedal at the at the bottom um that I would put my right foot on so there were times when I would put my like I'm my foot is on this pedal and it's shaking like I it's like (laughs) it's like has a mind of its own um and, and that was like near the beginning of when I, when I would do a lot of show when, yeah, when I would do a lot of shows. Um, but yeah, no, I still get nervous. Like I have, I found that I've, um, hold my anxiety in my, in my throat actually. So there are times where I would feel like I'm getting sick before a gig and then I would continue to focus on it, but try not to focus on it. And like, for example, when I did rent in Huntsville, there was a time where and because of COVID, there was a time where I was like, "Oh my God! Like, what's wrong with my throat?" After the first show, Dylan, it went away. It was like, "See ya, bye." And it was just like, that's that's where I hold my my nerves and my anxiety. So I, I'm aware of that. So uh, you kind of touched on this, but I guess the the next thing I want to ask you is how do you how do you deal with it, and what's the best way? Do you have any tips or tricks to help you? Um. <clears throat> I'm still actually, I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with it. Um, it's, I think because now I acknowledge it, that it's, that it's not my body getting sick. I acknowledge that it's my anxiety that is creating it. Um, like my, my best friend, he, he, we talk about it a lot and he said, it's like, it's just your anxiety that's creating it. You're not getting sick. So like just acknowledging that, um, breathing uh a a good thing that helps me is that like just kind of shaking it off like shaking that energy off sometimes like just jumping up and down kind of thing like when like before swimmers go into the pool kind of thing or like before boxers Mm -hmm. go into the ring um like I'm starting to do that now uh just to get rid of that energy um and just focusing on focusing on the what the task is at hand like um a reminder kev says to me like especially after like the first two songs that i rush he always comes up to me he's like just play the song <laughs> like oh yeah that's what i'm supposed to do yes. so yeah just having and having a good network and like people that understand where you're at um to kind of ground you is i think uh, really important yeah, well, I'll share a little bit of an embarrassing story here. So I think it was grade 10, and I had okay. to go and, and do a big school assembly for whatever reason. I, I volunteered myself, never done anything in front of anything more than 10 people, and I had the whole school in front of me, right, in the, the gymnasium and, and all the way throughout the halls, and they hooked up the mic to the PA system so it would go throughout the whole school. And mm-hmm. we're supposed to write a little script, as to what we're going to say and the school looks it over to make sure we don't say any profanity or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I write the script and 
I must have rewrote it three times because I didn't like it, and it was supposed to be a certain time frame. I think it was between 45 and a minute and a half. And I got up there, and there was this, this spotlight right on me. And it was kind of hard to see, but it, it eventually moved out of the way, I think maybe because whoever was operating it realized I couldn't really focus. And, and then I saw everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was just like my heart dropped and I dropped the sheet of paper. It was behind a podium. So at this point, I, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to go and pick it up. So I start, <laughs> I start saying what I remember I wrote on the sheet. Mm-hmm. And I rushed through it so quickly because I was so nervous and I was shaking and I, and I, was, I was so afraid of what was going to happen. And I must have got through it in like 25 seconds and missed half of everything because it was too short and, and I was about to end. And, and I think it was either secretary or principal or somebody's going, you know, they're doing the hand thing where it goes, keep going. And I'm like, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> so I started making stuff up. And I actually started telling jokes and the jokes weren't really that funny, but I had to say something to try and like get off stage. It was like, you know, stupid jokes like, oh, two men walk into a bar and the third one misses it, like stuff like that. Right. And <laughs> it wasn't really that funny, but it, it, it killed the time. And I left there and a buddy of mine comes up to me after he goes, were you nervous? And I was just like, oh, no, not at all. Right. Like totally lying to him. And he's just like, oh, because it looked like you were petrified. <laughs> and then when he said that, I realized the whole school also realized that. So it made me like so embarrassed. So oh, no. I've always been trying to figure out more ways to, uh, I guess, combat my nerves. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a pretty embarrassing story. <laughs> wow, I'm happy you shared that. Honestly, Dylan, like we all have those stories, and I think they're like, and I learned that the reason why we have nerves nerves is because we care about what we're about to do. Like, we just have to figure out how to utilize it to the best that we can. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> I, I did wanna, like your I joke, wanna... though. I did like it. <laughs> I want to get off that story a bit now. Okay. Um, so on, on to yourself. Do you have a particular label that you work with or a manager or how do you find shows for yourself? I know, for example, uh, the TD Connected series, you did that um, a little bit ago and, mm-hmm. and other shows like that. Who finds these for you? Recently, what's been really cool is that I've just been getting asked um, like, and I've created, like, I've created a network, I've created um, relationships with, with Canadian Music Incubator, and, um, like, various different organizations, or various different um, companies, and promotion companies, Um, in the beginning, man, I, I hustled, and I just, like, emailed everybody, said, this is me, and, and that's how I actually played some shows when I was in um Europe and the UK just like and and um for those that are starting out like it's just uh the hustle in the beginning is amazing like you just gotta put your name out there email the people email venues and um promoters and say what's up and say like who you are uh go to those shows and like 
meet the people like now that the world's opening up, meet the bookers and, you know, make friends with them because ultimately I'm learning that this world is a relationship. Um, like you have, if you have good relationships with people, if people um, know you through other people, it's, it's, it's becomes organic. So I don't have a manager. I don't have a label. Um, and I, I, you know, just just created the opportunities for myself and then also people will refer me as well to or introduce me to people as well also okay so mm-hmm. are you i guess uh are you like what would be considered like an indie artist an independent artist yeah okay perfect yeah. perfect and and i know you just kind of touched on that um are there ever any times that um, I guess labels approach you. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Is that something that you would want? Um, it depends. Like I would love to be part of a like a an independent label, um, especially like a local one. Um, you know, with with a great mission. Um, that would that would be amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and for anybody who who is just getting into um, songwriting, do you have any tips for them? Oh yeah, so uh, like I'm always up for sharing my story and my experiences. So if anyone wants to pick my brain, I would love to do that. Because in the beginning, Dylan, I picked everybody's brain. Like I met some of my closest friends through Twitter or through their website, just saying like, "Hey, I, this is me. I'm." know singer songwriter just trying to figure out the the industry the field would you be open to meet for lunch or like would you be open to meet for coffee and like and and we all like as humans we all love to you know chat about our experiences I I would rather other people talk about me though (laughs) (laughs) but um and I like I um as you probably saw um but for anyone starting out, honestly, just like going out to the open mics in your area, um, connecting with other singer songwriters, um, you know, doing the social media thing, because we can't get away from that. But doing it in a way that's I'm, I'm learning now, even though I've been, um, you know, I don't know all the answers, to be honest, but I'm learning now, uh, transitioning through to, into new music, that the best thing is to be authentic and um honest with your work and do what you really want to do like i'm after a few self-produced albums i'm i'm learning now dylan that uh i'm writing the music i always wanted to and with my best friend and we're creating music that we both enjoy that's that is um you know very vulnerable um, so I think that if, and and I've listened to a lot of podcasts too, and a lot of, um, like recently I just listened to Tom Morello. He was speaking to Slash and he was saying like, you know, the industry is a lot different now. And he, his lesson to me was, you know, if you can, if you enjoy the music you're writing, if you just like really believe in it, that's what's going to, that's what's going to separate you and and what I took from that is like, instead of trying to sound like other people, just like, you know, 
just being authentic, basically. <laughs> yes, yes. And I guess the question that kind of stems off of that, um, do you believe that artists can be, or I guess the term is accurate when they say that, you know, blank artist is a sellout? That's so funny because I just listened to um, Alan Cross. He On his podcast, he was talking about sellouts. I think it's just with everything, I think, I think like that is, um, I almost feel like that's a jealous term. I don't know if that makes sense because as musicians, like if we can, if we can touch people's lives in different ways where, where it ends up becoming mainstream somewhere, um, like organically maybe, or they end up doing something that, um, you know, might be true to them at that point. Like we all don't know where people are coming from. Um, and I think the term sellout is just based on uh, opinion, really. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't know well, if that makes sense. No, it, it kind of does for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of does for sure. It, it's, I'm not in the industry, so obviously people who who are in it, they would know more of what mm-hmm. you're talking about, right? It, it's just interesting how some people go, oh, well, they were my favorite band, but then they sold out. And and, and when I hear that, it's almost kind of like counterintuitive because if, if they're your favorite band, I would think you'd want them to do well, right? 100%. Right? Yeah. But at yeah. a certain point, I don't know, right? Like, I guess if they're changing their music to a different style or they're changing the genre or the way that they play it, or the meaning and the songs and stuff like that, it, it might impact that, you know, the, the listener. And mm-hmm. they might think, like, oh, it's, it's they're doing something to make them more money rather than what got them there in the first place. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, I'm not really in the industry, so y- you would know a lot more on that than I would, right? I, I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head, really, with the um, the term of it and majority of people might think of it wow okay and, <laughs> and, and um when it comes to two different warm-ups do you have a special routine or a warm-up routine that you do before <laughs> either a show or a hosting gig or does it differ or anything like that um it it depends I think on the event itself um I'm <laughs> I joke about it that I'm like the worst warming warmer upper. Um, like I, I teach vocals and like we do the warm up and I tell my students, I'm like, Oh man, I got to start warming up myself. Um, but yeah, no, it depends on the event. Like uh, lately I've have been better at warming up and it's just, it's, it's just like working out or like a, you're about to, play or you're about to go on the field like you you want to make sure your your body's warmed up and stretch it's basically the same thing but I also warm up just singing just by singing in various exercises so if you were going to do a um a show where you do lots of talking mm-hmm. right almost like a podcast what what kind of um what kind of warm-up would you do for that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've actually not um, done much, like, physical warm-up. It's more, I think, mentally 
like, as I mentioned, like when I am about to do it, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to yourself, Arlene? I think it's more of a, a mental talk for myself. Like, well, you're, you, you got hired to do this or like you created the show for this. Um, if I'm talking a lot, like for those that have taken vocal lessons and I know that like people that speak long for long engagements, like just supporting yourself, meaning use your, use your diaphragm, use your body to, in order to speak as, as opposed to like just your throat. Cause then at the end it's, you're going to hurt your throat if you're just using that. Like, and, and for those that are like, what, how do you use your diaphragm? Um, you basically just for, for a quick lesson, it's like, you just engage it and you like, you flex it in a sense. It's, it's such a bizarre kind of thing, but it's kind of like when you're about to pick up something like something heavy, you know, you, you brace yourself and you bend your knees and then you, you know, you pick that thing up as opposed to like doing it with your, all your back. Mm. So um, for those that speak long engagements, I think, and also staying hydrated is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I've learned after the first couple, I always keep water and some sort of hot beverage beside me because there was an episode where I just felt like my, my mouth and my, my throat were just so dry Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think might have, that might have been the mental aspect of it because I just drank a lot of water beforehand, but I didn't <laughs> have that that comfort beside me of, of the water or of the tea or the coffee or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need this. I need this. Right. And uh, hy- hydration is definitely very, uh, very key to any any vocal thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, you mentioned your YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. What is on your YouTube channel? Uh, there is so striving artist episodes are on there. I have my music videos. I have um, like random stuff I did years ago on there. Um, yeah, mainly music, mainly music stuff. Music stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I know you mentioned you just you just teach um, vocals and you teach uh, lessons about vocals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that part of like a um, trying to think of a name of it like not a community um like a school yeah like yeah exactly like a school Um, I used to teach at a school now I just do it independently I do piano vocals and guitar um and I various times I also like I love to teach Dylan I and I also teach skating like that's that's actually my first love so I still teach skating I still run some some skating programs also Ice skating or skateboarding? Ice skating. I'm not Ice that skating. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Any hey. any particular type of skating? It was figure skating. Figure skating. Yeah. I mean, now it's like just um, like skills. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and last thing before I get into my special three questions, um, what inspirations did you have or motivators did you have? Um, growing up that really led you to to believe in music and to believe in yourself? Oh, that's a nice question. I have a number of bands and artists that I have been inspired by and still am inspired by. And those that know me know that I'm going to say Our Lady Peace and Rain Maida 
uh, he is he's his writing style their music has been the forefront of a lot of like it catapult me into songwriting to be honest um and then i had you know the female artists like alanis morissette chantal kaviazic sarah mclaughlin there's always a hope to be as inspirational as they have been to me that i can do that for other artists in the future um, just just inspiring by what they've created that the the lyrics that they have the melodies that they have and just the honesty that you get when you see them live or even when you listen to the recordings uh, that has been they have been a great inspiration so like my canadian my canadian uh, inspirations wow and have you got a chance to meet any of those people i have i had a chance to meet rain Maida, which was the best thing um which was really cool uh it was he was performing with his wife shanta karyazik in um the moon versus sun event and i had posted that day on instagram saying like this is my favorite writer um and then when i met him he had said oh, you're a singer-songwriter, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I think he saw my post. Or Anyway, he was just so great to talk to. I thanked him for doing what he did because it inspired me. And it, it, it's, it's like the truth. It still is the, the truth. And um, so I got to meet him, have a picture of him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, who else have I met? Um, he's, the only one that I've met so far in terms of like my inspirations. And I hope that that changes in the future. <laughs> now, now I know, I know I said one last question, but I lied. So That's okay. if you had a chance to sit down with anybody and, and I think I know just based off what you just said to write a song, who would it be? Oh man. Dead or alive. Uh, so you know what, to be honest, it would be two people. Okay. It would be it would be Rain Mana for sure, like hands down. But it'd also be James Bay. James Bay has been uh, I he has rec been my recent inspiration. Like just the lyrics that him and his team create, the 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 way he sings his words is just so captivating. And I could listen to his music all the time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And and have you reached out to to any of these people um, to to possibly try and connect and write a song together? No, I haven't. Um, and the only reason is because uh, I don't think I'm ready yet, like to to do that. Like I, as I mentioned, I have met uh, Rain Maida. I have actually been in connection with Our Lady Peace through social media. Like they they reposted something I did. Um, or one of their campaigns, um, and I've I've met um, their now drummer, Jason Pierce, who's incredibly fabulous. Um, but no, I haven't I haven't reached out to them. I'm 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 gonna wait till there's some more momentum behind the music. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a little bit premature, to be honest. Okay. Alrighty. But, I, but I want to. <laughs>
Well, you know what? I, I think I, I think you definitely have um and again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't know much, but you definitely have the I guess the charisma, right? Well, thanks. But, but, but I mean by going out and putting on all those shows and stuff, other artists and especially, I know our OAD piece would, you know, think very highly of that. So even just doing those acts um, and helping other artists, I think that that would automatically put you in kind of a good, a good like light for them. And then not mm-hmm. mention as soon as they they hear your talent, I'm sure that would just push them over the edge. Oh, Dylan, thank you for that. That's so sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> now I've got three questions I ask every one of my guests. Can I okay. ask them to you too? Cool. All right. What three qualities do you possess that make you successful? Oh, I think patience, tenacity, and oh boy. Uh, (laughs) I guess I'm going to use what you said, charisma. (laughs) I don't know the third one. I think those might be three new ones, actually. Hmm. Oh, cool. I'll have to go back and check. Now, if you could go back in time to a previous version of you at any point, what is something you'd go back and tell your younger self? Um, I would tell young Arlene to, to trust herself more. And to be more, and to to be more honest with what with what she felt, because and and basically to to create what she really wanted when she did. Because I feel like I'm like ten years late to do that, but there's no right or wrong. I just think that if that happened earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but again we can't you know i think that's what i would tell myself wow to trust myself yeah now was there a particular age i know you just mentioned 10 years was there a particular age that that you were um thinking about young arlene when you said that oh, that's a great question dylan um i think like um i think when i started when i started the music Like when I started to promote it, like, cause prior to that I was writing whatever I wanted. And then when I got into the scene, I'm like, oh, maybe I should try to sound this way, or maybe I should sing this way or, you know, like, oh, I sound better if it's this way. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that was my, um, uh, like the, that's, that's where my mind was when I started in s- songwriting. Perfect. Last mm-hmm. question for you. Okay. What is something that you would like to tell everyone that you meet? Uh, I love life. <laughs> you love life? I love it. <laughs> I love life. I love life, and I hope you love your life, too. That's what I want to tell everybody. That's perfect. Now, <laughs> before we get into where people can find you, do you have any questions for me? Um, I want to know your, your answer to that last question that you asked me. Well, what is something that you tell everyone you meet that question? Yes. 
Um, I, I think that see that's a tough one because when I initially thought of this question, I I thought about it in in I wanted to touch all different kinds of people, right? Um, so one of the reasons I started the podcast was because uh, I want to at some point help promote uh, the homeless community and and help them out. And on the other point, I want to help out people I know and and businesses and independent athletes and artists and entertainers in Ontario. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad range of of people there, right? So Mm -hmm. I I guess what I would say is um, keep going, believe in yourself, and if you're in a spot where it seems dark, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. But I also feel like that might change every day. So yeah, like my answer for that. Right. Yeah. But that yeah, was my that I love that very much. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Just because I feel like that 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 tries to touch everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you know you're an athlete, you're an entertainer, you're an artist, um, or you know you're not in uh, the best financial situation. Either of those, they all have their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Right. But. Hopefully, the end goal is that the ups are always higher than the downs, right? Yeah. So, all right. Where can people find you? You can find me at officialarlene.com. All my socials are there. Uh, you, I'm very active on Instagram. I love to meet people. You can find me there at Arlene Official Music. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I can't thank you enough for, for this. I think this is a fabulous episode. Um, and uh, I, I definitely I definitely hope that the listeners enjoyed it. I think they will. So I hope so, too. Thank you so much, Dylan, for reaching out and having me on your show. I'm so honored. Oh, thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please don't forget to like and share this. I'm trying to get this to everybody, uh, any person that you know in Ontario, Canada, um, or anybody that you know comes to Ontario, Canada. I uh, I want to really highlight businesses and people who are in the area. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, like and share and comment, and I'll see you next time. Peace.